0: you are listening to the manfulness podcast i'm your host hamish kramer my mission here is to help create a more mindful man a man that can express himself can explore a deeper level of himself become more balanced become more conscious and just create a better version of masculinity I want to help the everyday man explore ideas of personal growth, spirituality, relationships, purpose, and love in a way which is simple, safe, and understandable. So I thank you for listening. All right, beautiful people. Welcome back to another installment of the Manfulness Podcast. Now, last episode, if you have had a chance to listen to, I was lovingly interviewed by my wife and in that episode we talked all about plant medicine and the reason we talked about it is because I was preparing myself to sit in ceremony and she wanted to interview me on my experience with various types of medicine and various types of modalities which are not mainstream. So here I am now talking to you from the other side of that experience and I thought it would be a great follow up from that episode to let you know how I went and what I learned and what I discovered on my journey now before I go any further like we said in that podcast plant medicine and in those types of modalities is just my particular area of growth at the moment I don't recommend it for everyone absolutely not in fact I would even go as far as saying that you need to do a little bit of work on yourself, or with a therapist, or with a skilled clinician, maybe before you embark on something like that. But it definitely has its place, and I think, with as more research comes about and things become more accepted, it will be a, a great tool. And like with anything, whether it's it, it, whether it's a clinical place or any other kind of practitioner, there's good ones and bad ones, right? And so plant medicine or, or those practitioners that do it, it isn't immune to that. Yep. So I think it's like with anything, it's about finding the right type of people or the right group or the right person that really has your best interests in heart. I think that's a key regardless. That's for every modality. So I just want to say that. So I'm just sharing with you my journey and my experience. So Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, I embarked on a two, it was a three-day retreat and um, I've done it it before. I have done plant medicine before and had a very different experience. I was in, it was about four years ago and I was in a very different mindset, a a good experience, but a very intense one. It was before the birth of my second son and it was something I'd never done before at that stage and and thought I would uh, do it. And it was a great group, great group of people, but it was a very intense experience for me. And so going into this weekend, I was, as you can imagine, quite nervous and apprehensive because the last one was so intense and that was only one day that I had experienced it. And now I was preparing for three days worth. I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can actually, how's this going to go? And so, yeah, heading up into it, I was very nervous. It was also a new group of people that I'd never sat with. So again, it comes with a lot of that anxiety, uncertainty. You know, there's a lot of trust that you put into entering some of these circles for the first time because you, you're going to be quite vulnerable and, yeah, you don't know any of these people. So leading up to it and, and obviously heading off there, I was quite nervous, quite, yeah, just scared, to be honest, about, first of all, what would come up from the weekend and then who I'd be around and how I'd be supported. And I'm I'm happy to report that the experience was amazing and I've never been so more supported in... A scenario or an event or a facilitation ever before. The care that was taken, the sacredness of this work, the rituals that were performed, the just the time that was taken was amazing. So happy to report that there is amazing people doing this work who genuinely care and properly trained in this field. Yeah, properly trained. And I think there's a lot of people that aren't that are doing this work. So you need to be very careful. I just feel very blessed to have found someone that is definitely highly trained, not just trained, highly trained. So that was really great. So leading up, very nervous. And noticing myself, I'm a bit of an introvert, I'll be honest, and putting myself into these situations where I'm around a group of strangers can be challenging for me at times. I'm a Cancerian and you know I like my home and I'm a bit of a homebody, so heading out into these spaces can be tough. But, I know I need to do them, like I know I need to do this periodically for growth because I can get a bit too comfortable being around people that I know and being safe and secure in my home, so that was another reason why I wanted to do it, just to really push myself. I noticed that when I approached these situations, I used to really shy away from it, like if I was around a group of people i didn't know i would I would hide away, not talk, and I noticed that that just makes things worse, so I approach these events by trying to introduce myself to everybody (laughs) trying to be the most friendliest person going up and chatting and and when you do kind of those things you do risk yourself being rejected by people that maybe don't want to talk to you right now but it was such a great group of people very welcoming and inviting and yeah it was it was good so I went out there and tried to talk to as many people as possible and I think that really helped me feel more comfortable again if I want to feel less of a stranger to a group of people then I need to go off and introduce myself so instead of waiting for them to come to me, which is what I would usually do. And then, yeah, we had three days of ceremony, and there they, they were very physically a physical toll because there's not a lot of food. You know, you're fasting for a majority of the time. I couldn't really sleep really well. First of all, sleeping outside of home again, you know, not as comfortable. Plus, just from what you experience from plant medicine can obviously disrupt sleep, so I, I couldn't really sleep most of the nights. So your body's in a real state of fatigue, but I think it's, it, it's a good thing because it, it really drives a deep strength out of you. Again, I think where the most amount of growth is, is outside of our comfort zone. Like many of us have heard that before. And so I think when the body's fatigued, when you're hungry, when you're kind of in those kind of states, you're really pushed to your limits. And I think that's where a lot of the growth can happen. And, and that was definitely what it was for the retreat. I, I definitely felt myself wishing I could just go home but knowing that I'm here now and that I'm going to engage it and I'm going to kind of sit with it. So I'll share with you a little bit about what I found out for myself. And these are really personal things, but I think it's really important to share. So one of the biggest things that the medicine kind of showed me was some of the fears I had around my children, what I noticed or what it, was, what it showed me. And this is the beauty of this plant medicine. It's so intelligent. It can really show you things that maybe are in your blind sight, right? Maybe th- things that, maybe not even a practitioner may help you discover, right? It really gets in there if you're willing to accept it. And it showed me how much fear I kind of really had around my second son, Nava. You know, he's the littlest of our, our family and I tend to be really overprotective of him and fearful that something bad's going to happen to him. So I just felt this horrible feeling of something terrible happening to him and avoiding it in myself. And I, and I had to really confront it confront the feelings, confront the possibility of something bad happening. You know, it's kind of like a, a parent's worst nightmare to have something happen to their child. And I had to really kind of sit with that instead of ignoring it and saying, oh, you know, whatever. It's, I don't want to look at that right now. I had to really be with it. And I noticed that by having that fear and not acknowledging it, I was hampering Nava's development. You know what I mean? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Manfulness Podcast. If this episode has ignited something inside of you and you're ready for the next step, then I highly encourage that you check out my one-on-one coaching program. I've got two brand new programs that have started up for 2022. One is the Inside Man program. And this is eight sessions where I sit with you and we deep dive into looking at your thoughts and your mindset looking at our feelings, and emotions, and learning how to release them. And then finally, creating an action plan and a milestone plan so we can get you thriving in your life. The second program that I've got going is Breathfulness, which is an, another eight-session program where we go through the powers of breathwork. We show how we can heal your body, reduce stress, find profound deep states of meditation, as well as gain clarity in your life, and help you visualize A beautiful future so if if you're interested in any of those programs please feel free to dm me on instagram or you can go to the link in my bio and check out more information there so i'm always concerned when he tries to cross the road or tries to run off or do anything right that's a bit risque i'm i'm always there and usually I'm a bit more like managed risk, like keeping an eye out for him, but also letting him fall and, and, and make mistakes so that he learns from them. And I noticed my behavior or my fear for him was stopping him from doing that, which I've probably done a little bit more with Raven. I've been a bit more free with him. I feel a bit more confident with him, but less with Nava. And, and it was kind of showing me that my lack of trust in Nava is actually stopping him from developing and getting to to learn those life lessons. And so that was a really big thing for me to understand. And I kind of got this insight. And the insight was like, fear is love that's forgotten itself. Or fear is love with amnesia. That's what's kind of get kept going. You know, what is this fear? Fear is love that has forgotten. And when I kind of unpacked that a little bit further, I saw that my intentions for my son is that I want his well being. I do love him. I care for him, of course. But Love also knows how to let go and trust and surrender. And when I don't have that, I have to have control. And so I forget that aspect of love and that becomes fear. So fear is love with amnesia, you know. And I I really got to see that my love for him is inside of that fear. But when I don't really open up to that full love, that trust, that surrender, that compassion... That knowing of life and knowing of him and, and trusting him and surrendering that he's going to learn what he needs to learn, then I'm not, un- I'm not unconditional in my love, I'm conditional because I'm trying to control him. That was a huge lesson for me and it, it was painful and it, it comes out both ends, both out the mouth and out the other end. So, you know, you're in this kind of state, this altered state of consciousness and you're purging. You're purging, right? And luckily, you haven't eaten much, so there's not much coming out. But there was a lot coming out the other end for me on that one. So that was a really huge lesson for me, and I wanted to share that with you because I think many of you could resonate with that, especially if you have children or if there's fear in other areas of your life. You know, I think we start off with good intentions, but once we forget that fear really loses its essence, which is, it, which is love. The second lesson that I want to share with you was what I got on the last night which was a different type of plant medicine, which allowed me to really open my heart, right? It was a real heart-opening medicine. And this one showed me how all my previous relationships, all my ex-girlfriends, all had an impact on my ability to love, right? And I've been talking about this with a lot of friends. And you know that feeling when you're first in love, when you meet that first person for the first time, like, you know, you're, maybe it's your teenage years, high school love and your heart is like fully open it's and I think it's fully open because it hasn't been it hasn't been hurt by the world it's fresh and it's new and and maybe it's a little bit arrogant um, ignorant and immature and it's that kind of just open love that you have and maybe at that time you're like well I'm not going to end up with this person with 17 maybe some of you did but (laughs) you know but you just have this oh my god we're going to be together we're in love and obviously then as life goes on you realize that that's not the case and people break your heart and you get hurt and i think that that love or that capacity to love dims over a lifetime and what i realized was there was a dimming from my previous relationships and it was stopping me from really loving my wife fully and what i what it showed me was that if there's anybody that you should love to your fullest capacity it should be the one that you've now ended up with. My wife, I'm married to her with kids. She should be getting the best of me, the, the, all of me, my, my fullest love. But I've, lost, I've forgotten how to do that because I've had to protect myself over, the, over all the relationships that I had and all the hurts that I've had. And in kind of one swoop, all of that was realized and cleared. And I just had this really big heart opening. Like it felt like it, it was back in the beginning before all the, you know, experiences of life. And I felt like I could love again fully. And I came back home and I called her and I said, babe, I just want to tell you I love you and I'm sorry if I never love you the way that you love me. Because Erica loves me. Like, she's such a great lover. She takes care of, like, she's such an open heart. And I noticed that maybe with me, I'm not as open as I could be. And I'm not open intentionally. I've just forgotten because my experiences in life have maybe caused me to protect myself a little bit more and so it was a really beautiful experience and I got to share that with her and we had a beautiful hug and a cry and I just realized that if we don't do this work we can often carry some of these burdens these pains these experiences and bring them into our relationship not knowing right not really being aware of it and not loving the ones that we love to our fullest capacity and this medicine just really showed me how to do that again How to really start to love Fully and look I'm still practicing it Right I'm, I'm not like I came back from this retreat And now everything's all amazing like We fall back into bad habits And patterns and I'm really trying to work on Reminding myself To love fully and to change my Behaviour and to, and to really know what's Important to me so that was a huge one And then lastly the biggest Lesson that I got from this was about My kids and in terms of parenting And what I really saw was how we can bring more ritual and sacredness to our lives, right? I grew up in a very Catholic upbringing and we would always say grace and all these kind of things. And and just my journey has moved me away from that particular religion. But there was something in being thankful for the food that we have received, and one of the things I realized is that we don't do enough of that in our household. We're not thankful for the food. We don't have to do it in a Catholic way or follow any particular religion, although you can. We just, we just need to come up with our own and making dinner time more present and allowing the kids to play in nature and to really allow them to experience that quiet, that stillness that nature gives. And I notice we live such busy lives. We probably don't make enough time for that. So one of the things that we're doing is we've implemented for us, me and Erica, is, you know, turning the TV off before dinner time, sitting with the kids, having dinner, being thankful for our food, and just talking to the kids, you know. And that's made a really big difference even in this short couple of weeks. And, and now we want to do more trips in nature, get them out a little bit more. You know, the kids love their arcades and movies and all the wonderful things, and that's all fine, but I think we need to balance it with nature. And it's really interesting The kids may complain about going out there and going into nature. It's a bit cold or it's a bit uncomfortable. But, you know, after about 10, 15 minutes, they're loving it. So I think those are kind of the three key areas for me, you know, confronting those fears and knowing that there's sometimes love. If you forget, if there's amnesia around the love, it becomes fear. Knowing that past pains have stopped me from loving, you know, the people that I do love in my life to the fullest capacity And then really being a parent that stands for sacredness and ritual and and bring some of these aspects back to our lives and honor communication and build that connection and relationship with our family now and and not allow, allow things like work and our society and things like that to consume us too much, to know that, to find balance with all of those things. So to say that my journey was amazing is an understatement. It was a great experience, many insights and more insights that I'm still processing now. But I wanted to share some of my three big ones for you to see if they resonate with you, but also as a reminder to myself to come back to this podcast for me, to remind me to remember these things. Because I think it's one thing to go sit in these these circles. It's another thing to come back and really integrate it and make these changes in your life. Otherwise, the, the plant medicine just becomes another addictive tool Oh, i got to keep going back and having plant medicine all the time in order to get these insights and I'm, I'm not a believer in that i'm a believer that you have these things and then what's important is what impact and what changes and be, of behavior you make to your life that's the most important so that's what i mean right now it was an amazing experience highly recommended and thank you for listening thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode I would love to hear from you. So please tag me on Instagram at Manfulness Men. Hit me up, DM me. I would also love a review on wherever you've listened to. And please, please subscribe so that you can get more of my updates, more of my podcasts coming through. And if you feel, please share it with another man who you think could benefit from today's episode.